Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now, your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there, and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Dude! How are you, dude? Doing good, dude, and so are the Sharks. Yeah. Doing, doing better. Yeah, better. A little I gotta better. say, uh, last night's game leaves a little bitter taste in my mouth, but overall, better. Yes. Certainly better. Uh, two wins over two, uh, well, one team that is definitely a good team. Calgary, I'm not sure about. Uh, if they're a good team. They were a good team last year. Last night, they got waxed by the LA Kings. Yeah, so not a that's good sign. not good. If you're getting worked by the Kings, chances they're, are. They're uh, not off to a great start. Uh, but uh, still a good win against a division rival. And then um, a mixed bag last night against Buffalo. Um, not terrible. Uh, but also some... Some problems, yeah. Um, but uh, overall, trending in a better direction. But still, the Sharks are in last place in the Pacific, tied with those terrible LA Kings. Right. Yeah, and almost the same goal differential, same record exactly. So yeah, the Sharks certainly are not out of the woods, even though they managed to bounce back a little bit from a really rough start where they went zero and four to go to three and four, and then of course dropping the game. To Buffalo last night. Dude, let's talk about what are the other games that happened this week? Well, we had the win over Carolina, which right. I think was incredibly encouraging. Uh, their best overall effort of the year. Sure. Um, they dictated uh, their style of play. It was fun to watch. Martin Jones was good. Martin Jones has been good, actually, and I thought in these last three games. I don't pin last night on him at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he especially got hosed uh by his uh decor uh last night uh on two of those goals for sure but um you know he played very well and it it rings up on the stat sheet in both the calgary and the carolina game but the the carolina win is is my favorite so far yeah and and that's a you know a tough team and certainly watching that game it seemed like you know this is not some crappy team that the Sharks are beating up on, which is what Carolina sort of was up until really middle of last year. I don't think Carolina was really on too many people's radars. Some some people thought they were sort of a critics or, or stats darling, and they had never really done anything. And obviously, sweeping the Penguins in the first round last year, they really sort of put themselves out there as, as one of the better teams in the NHL, and they looked like it. They looked like it when they played the Sharks, that's for sure. But the Sharks managed to you know, stem the tide and a mixture of good goaltending and opportunistic scoring led to a, a pretty good result. They, you know, once Evander Kane had his hat trick in the first period. Yeah, that was great. Uh, the Sharks kind of never looked back and it didn't really look like the lead was ever in danger, which is nice. The, the question for Carolina and, and what may keep them from being a serious cup contender is that, you know, their goaltending is not uh, up to to par mm-hmm. you know uh you know james reimer and uh Marazic, that's not gonna cut it yeah and um it'll be interesting to see if they just try and ride that out and do the and do the best that they can or uh, if they're sort of on the hunt for 
a different goalie as the season progresses. I, I do think you know there are some teams, including a team we played a week ago, Chicago, that has Crawford and Leonard, which is bizarre. Yeah. Um, and they're actually favoring Crawford, uh, which is also bizarre. Mm-hmm. But um, if they're they signed Leonard just more to be a trade piece mm-hmm. because he was available, and they really have no intention of of keeping him on the roster. Hasn't Crawford had some injury situations in the past? He has, but I mean, um, you're bringing in Robin Leonard, who had an amazing year last year to be insurance. Yeah. And I think he's sort of proved that he's beyond being a number two or even a 1A. I mean, he right. he was a pretty outstanding net miner last year. I just think they, it's just, I'm getting off topic a little bit, but I just think they, Carolina is impressive. They've had a good start to the season. Uh, their goaltending is is not great. I think you know with the Sharks, you can at least identify they have a a clear number one. Uh, whether he is playing like number one or number two, right, uh, depends on the night. Although he's been better, I think these last three games he's been pretty good. Um, but yeah, Carolina is a, is a team to watch for sure. Uh, Calgary seemed uh, that. For a team that supposedly has so much firepower, they seem fairly meek uh, in the game uh, on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sharks win that game 3-1. Um, and it was, I think, pretty comfortable most of the way. Right. Yeah. It. It's just... Uh... You look at the you look at the lineup. Maybe it's just it seems like they're not. I, yeah, I, I can't really put my finger on what's wrong with the Flames right now. To be honest with you, is it just that their their uh, stars aren't scoring? Not exactly true, right? Gaudreau's got seven points in nine games. Kachuk has seven points in nine games. Monahan's got six points. Giordano's got six points. I mean, they're doing okay. Sure, scroll down to but. You know they do have Milan Lucic in the lineup. <laughs> what do their goaltending stats look like? Yeah, let's 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 have a look here. Um, you know it's nine um, twelve and eight ninety three. Uh, Riddich is nine twelve and Cam Talbot I mean, is eight ninety three. Uh, Riddich not not terrible, not good. You know, and Talbot is you know that's. <laughs> He's being brought in to be a backup, and he, you know, so far not a great start to the season for him. But, um, but games the Sharks needed to win, and and they looked good in doing it with both of those. Uh, and I'm I was pretty happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then taking on Buffalo last night, who is you know one of the hottest, if not the hottest team in the NHL, starting the year at seven one and one goal differential plus thirteen. Uh, they're uh nearing the end of this long West Coast road trip. They have drank the Ralph Kruger Kool-Aid, yeah. playing very confidently. And it was a, a, a good matchup. I mean, the Sharks and Buffalo, they were playing very evenly. And then, you know, EK65 mm-hmm. decided to just not play any defense at all for those last two goals on Buffalo. Dude, I'm tired of it. Yeah. I'm sick of it. And he needs to step up. I'm I, I, I'm sorry, dude. Wow, wow. You, you're making a lot of money. You need to put in a little effort. You need to... These these guys he's playing, he, he doesn't make any effort to clear them out from the net. None. Mm-hmm. And the, the third goal, that was all him. 
He made no effort to seal that guy out. He scores. The the fourth one, there was a big, juicy rebound. Mm-hmm. And then the guy breaks away. And who, who's standing there? <laughs> Carlson, minus three last night. Yeah. Not good. And I hope that they're not babying him and walking on eggshells around him because he... Um, is Eric Carlson right. because he needs to play better. He needs to play better, dude, because that last night, that's not acceptable from a guy who's the highest paid player on the team. Yeah. That's your effort. That's what the other guys are looking around and seeing. You can't do that. Criti- I, I, critical moments in the game. Critical moments in the game. And and then the thing that made me even angrier, dude, is when you see the last 40 seconds of that game mm-hmm. where the Sharks are playing in a frenzy. They're so aggressive. Mm-hmm. They're playing like wild men. Mm-hmm. Where is that the whole game? That just makes me nuts. Where is that? Yeah. That passion, that aggression, that urge to uh, make plays. They're just nailing people left and right. They're knocking them over. They're firing away. They look unstoppable in that final 45 seconds. Why can't you do that for longer stretches of the game? Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. They're they're zipping the puck around. They're moving. They're mobile. They're knocking people over. And then the other 59 minutes, they're not doing that. Now, that's not fair. They didn't play like that the whole game. But I just think it's that fire dude that we know is there and that this team can be dominant when they feel like it. Right? Why don't you feel like it in the last game of the homestand when you've won three in a row. You should have spanked that team. Yeah. yeah. You should have spanked them and said, you're the little brother. We're the big brother. We're the ones that have been there many times before. We're glad you're having a good season. You're not beating us tonight. And they didn't play like that. Well, they get another shot at it because they're going to play Buffalo next again in Buffalo. And what we said last week is one of the weirder homes, uh, home and homes. But uh they're, they're, you know, not until Tuesday, they're playing in Buffalo. So maybe they're going to take in take that loss and hopefully avenge it. I hope so. You know, um, Buffalo certainly is playing with a lot of confidence and it's not like the Sharks, they didn't play poorly. I just think that we need our best players to play better. Right. They need to play better and I think we're starting to see it a little bit more out of our forward group. I feel like our better top end forwards are playing better and I'm waiting for... Eric Carlson to join suit. And I'm not talking about racking up assists on the power play. I'm talking about playing better, even strength. He's got to be better, even strength for this team to be successful. If he's going to have 50 assists and be a minus 25, the Sharks will not make the playoffs. Like that. He's got to be better than that. If he's playing 26 minutes and, and DeBoer is going to play Tim Heat again for six minutes, six minutes, six minutes. Like that's, that can't keep going. Like this is not sustainable. Yeah, right. Yeah. And we're already seeing Bergman's gone. Your Tyken's gone. Noah Gregor is the latest one. Right. You know, to, to get a look, you know, I think he played what, seven minutes, you know, uh, you've got, you know, Tim Heed playing six minutes, no special teams time. Like, yeah, that's that isn't sustainable for much longer. It's just not. I think DeBoer actually put a kick me sign on the back of Tim Heed in the last practice. 
And Martin Jones, not a great game. 886, four yeah. goals on 31 shots. I got to I mean, say, dude, I don't hang this one on him. Like, I think those last two. It's th- just, it's a high was, danger chance that he didn't get a shot at. No, he didn't. I mean, like, it, it, he gave up a fat rebound on the last one. Yeah. But where's the, the Sharks were flat footed and standing there watching the Buffalo players skate in. Why weren't they sealing him out? Like, they they got caught watching mm-hmm. and. I put it on them. I don't know how Jones could have made that last stop. I don't think that's on him. They were high danger chances. But the rebound is on him. The rebound is on him, dude. But you can't just stand and watch. And I feel like that's what the Sharks defense is doing. Standing and watching. um, They've got to play better. I agree with you there. I agree with you there. But, you know, goaltenders put in sub 900 performances. And again, both Sharks goaltenders are under... 900 save percentage uh that is not a good sign that's sort of the mendoza line of goalies uh we really don't want to see that you know jones obviously played well in carolina but this i'm playing well and have a 970 save percentage and then i have an 870 save percentage it's just it's not a recipe for success because you don't know what you're going to get i'm you're right it doesn't excuse the the poor matching up that happens but if you're just going to cough up a huge fat rebound late in the game for Buffalo to score on, I'm not saying that you know def- the defense doesn't shouldn't share some of that blame, but the goaltender's got to do his part as well, right? And that's a bad time to give up a sure. bad rebound. I'm not going to defend Martin Jones and his play because it has been average at best, yeah. you know. And I, I think we get. If you went down the list of games, he's probably been good in half and bad in half. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's been bad in all. That That's, first game I'll, against Vegas, he was good. I'll give you that. He was good against Carolina. He was good against uh, Calgary, right? Yeah. He was bad in that second Vegas game, mm-hmm. right? And I think he was okay in this game against Buffalo. Even though that last goal, the responsibility should be shared. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was terrible in that game. It wasn't like the was second the, Vegas game where you're just like, oh, sweet Lord. Like, yeah. What is going on? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't think he was like that. Yeah. Um, so I'm not ready to throw him completely on the train tracks right now. But... And I know that there's what are you gonna do? Yeah. Like there's nothing to do anyways. You're married to this guy. That's the thing. And I know there's some folks commenting at on the comment thread at dudesonhockey.com if you want to get in on that discussion with some of our longtime listeners. Uh, there's sometimes some pretty good arguments and active uh, comments going on on these podcasts if you go there and visit. I know you, there there's some people saying we just need a different goaltender and my question to that is how in the world can we make that happen because that contract is unmovable the sharks have no cap space it's not like there's a number one goaltender out there it's just saying yeah i'd love to be traded for and we'll easily take jones in return uh you know this is a this is a tough situation for the sharks yeah their only answer would be to send down Dell and see if he gets claimed, which he wouldn't. I don't think he would. Right. Right. I, I agree with you. And bring up one of the Barracuda goalies and see if you get a St. Louis situation where you catch lightning in a bottle with mm-hmm. a young goalie. Right. And, but if you do that, 
the relationship with Jones is cooked, done. Right. You know, it's there's no coming back from that for him, for someone who's already appears to be a little fragile. Yeah. Right? So uh, I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think we should do that yet, dude. We've got to get a much larger sample size this year to see if the overall team can play better. Because has he been good consistently? No, but neither has the whole team. Yeah. It's not like they're all playing great and he's leaving them hanging out to dry. Yeah, yeah. It's been overall mediocre. Better lately. Better, especially. And I think if if they had won that Buffalo game, we'd be having a far different tone right yeah, now. Yeah, I think you're right. Because we'd have a four-game win streak. We'd be feeling a lot better. But they didn't win that game and they should have won that game. Yeah. They should have won yeah. that game. That's a team you need to beat at home. And when you lose it and then... You know, I can't believe they didn't score in the last 45 seconds. I mean, yeah. They had so many chances. I'm not saying like, oh, I can't, you know, it's just, it's a miracle. Right. Like, right. Because they were so dangerous. Be like that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. Be like that all the time. There's so many weapons on this team that just fade in and out. It's like watching my daughter's under seven soccer team mm-hmm. where they just trot around yeah. for 20 minutes. And, and you know, it's, I feel like the Sharks play like that. Right. My daughter, dude, first of all, you wouldn't be proud of her today. She's going to be like Peter Check. She's she going to be She played goalie the whole game today. Yeah. The whole game. It was a 2-2 tie. She played great. She made several saves. And after the game, she dived for the ball for the first time I ever seen her do that. Dude. Nice. And then we saw after the game, when she made a stop, she got like a huge like raspberry on right. her thigh. Right. And she didn't say anything. She didn't cry. Yeah. She kept playing. And after the game, we came and saw this like bloody raspberry on her leg. I top five proudest parenting moments. Yeah, I was so proud of her. I said, yeah. "You can't believe that you stayed in there and toughed it out." Yeah, you know where we probably had five, you know, other instances throughout the game of girls coming out for pinky boo boos, and you know, <laughs> right? And she's got a, you know bloody raspberry on yeah. her leg and she played through it dude i i don't know i thought that was we need some of that grit on the sharks is what we, you're saying well <laughs> i i'm not implying the sharks won't play through a bloody raspberry I've, but i'm I just know. saying yes and it's been there in stretches but i feel like they aren't they're not doing their part to make martin jones better and if they believe that he's struggling they need to work a lot harder yeah to help him out agreed they need to work a lot harder to help him out. They're just, maybe they are way too confident in his ability to bail him out. And some games he does do that. But that's not fair. Like you can't put him in that position. You can't constantly be cheating and leaving open for odd man rushes, which I think has been less of a problem. But letting yourself get bullied in your own zone and not closing people out around the net is inexcusable. Yeah. Especially when you're the highest paid player on the team. Stop it. Dude, let's talk about something a little bit more fun. Let's talk about trade rumors. Yeah. You, you uh, texted me a, 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 a tweet earlier in the week. I did. And I think it was uh, Kevin Kerr's commenting on an Elliot Friedman 31 Flots Thoughts blog where he wrote about how the Montreal Canadiens are in the market for a left-handed shot defenseman and that um, they've been, 
you know, looking around the league to see who might be available. And Kevin Kurz pointed out that the Montreal Canadiens have been scouting the Sharks extensively at the early part of the season. And the Sharks happen to have a left-handed shot defenseman who is from Montreal. That's right. So... Now, if you don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about Tim Heath. Right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> talking about Vlasic. Yes. So, um, interesting. Yes. Um, dude, I mean, what would your thoughts be on this? First of all, I mean, the Sharks are not in any sort of depth position to lose Mark Edward Vlasic, even though... He's not playing like the Mark yeah. Edward Vlasic of old or as advertised. That's right. But even so, you can't lose Mark Edward Vlasic, or could you? I I think you could. I'm gonna make that. I'm gonna make that. Uh, I'm gonna put that out there that I think that when you're dealing with a contract as long as Mark Edward Vlasic's, and you're talking about unfortunately a period of time where he has not been that one of the best defensive defensemen in the league situations and he's getting paid like one right or at least was getting paid like one when the contract was signed and if we're looking you know i would just basically hope that that uh montreal has never heard of hockeyreference.com and and can see the fact that mark edward vlasic is fifth of from the bottom of the sharks with a 41.5 corsi percentage which means he's not driving play he's not creating chances he's absorbing scoring chances right it's even worse than tim heed it's it's worse than tim i'm laughing because patrick marlowe's is the worst yeah patrick marlowe is (laughs) 36.6 which is one one place i was going to get to in a moment but carlson for all of his faults is six on the team he's well over 50 percent brendan dillon's a little bit better probably because he's a he plays with eric carlson and maybe he's just a little bit more uh, defensively responsible and plays less power play time and and more um more uh shorthanded so the, the the question is 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 montreal or any other team going to be interested in a defenseman that has at least these kinds of statistics that are at least at this point relatively accepted i mean there's people that that say all advanced statistics are bunk but i think the number of those people is going down and and most hockey teams have advanced analytics and at least according to dom lecision and and some of these other guys that we read on the athletic and other places i don't think vlasic comes out looking super rosy in that regard but maybe there's other factors that they're they're looking at or something but if if i'm the sharks and montreal says hey we're interested in vlasic i say i'm listening that's what i say sure um that's a pretty giant slice of your cap that's being taken up by a player who's not earning that money with their current production i think we are um nostalgic about the mark edward vlasic of old and as of right now he's not playing like that at age 32 um so if the, the question is, what do you get in return? Are yeah. you having to pay half the salary? Right. You know, um, There's a million details that are extremely germane to the discussion, but I, I don't think anyone can say that Mark Edward Vlasic is an untouchable defenseman here. The, you know, the, the untouchable defensemen right now are Carlson and Burns. And given age and productivity, I might put Brendan Dillon above Vlasic at this point. Sure. He's played better than Vlasic maybe the last couple of years. Although he's playing with, with Carlson, 
there's been times where Carlson was playing with Vlasic and it didn't go so well. No, well, I mean, exhibit goal number four, I believe, or right. three, one of them. There's the two of them out there together. Yeah. And, uh, dude, uh, I still, I think it would be very surprising if this happened just because there'd have to be a second move that went with it. The Sharks couldn't seriously look in the mirror and call themselves cup contenders by just dealing Vlasic and getting no NHL top four defenseman in return. Right. I don't think that the return of Radim Shimmick is enough, right? Based on uh, how bad Tim Heed is. Well, maybe that's what the Sharks are waiting on, right? I mean, if if Shimmick is a... If Mario Ferraro, okay. which is going pretty well... Sure. But Shimmick has played, what, 30 good games in the NHL? 30... 40 games, 50, maybe 50, maybe that many. Okay. I'm not willing to say, (laughs) I liked him last year. I'm not willing to say that he's, I don't even 41 games, dude. I'm not, I I don't even know what, what he is like 41 games. That's not nearly enough to say that he is going to fix all the sharks defensive problems and that, um, you can trade an established NHL veteran. Unless you got one back. I mean, what if they give you Schlumko back? You interested? Just kidding. Oh, oh yeah. Um, now we're talking. Uh, yeah, dude. It's just something to monitor. I thought it was interesting. I don't think Kevin Kurz would retweet that and comment on it unless he thought there might be something to it. Right. But that also doesn't mean that it's it's likely or probable to happen. I'm sure this happens a few dozen times a year. Yeah. And probably most of those situations never go anywhere. But you're right. I think this does give it a little bit of credibility. Because um, who knows? Maybe uh, Kurz has heard something that he couldn't quote or didn't have enough backup for along the same lines or it jives with other things that he's heard within the organization. Who knows? Um, just saying, that's that would be an interesting change for this team, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, we'll have to see what happens there. We'll see. Happens there. Dude, right, dude. I, I was looking at last year's stats. I see Justin Braun almost at the bottom. Justin Braun not doing that great in Philly. No. Well. There was a big highlight reel goal from uh, Connor McDavid uh, against the Flyers, <laughs> and he torched <laughs> Justin Braun. Well, the the Sharks have been pretty good about getting out from players who are on the massive decline, right? Mm-hmm. Been able to get away from those players uh, at the right time. You know, we've certainly seen the Sharks part ways with them. Uh, Douglas Murray, Ryan Clough, right? you know, and others, right? So uh, Joe Pavelski, maybe, yeah. apparently. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's not his fault. Way too early to say but that. Way too early, but I mean, that hasn't gone well either. They'll pull up the stats, dude. Um, Dallas got five points. Yeah. I mean, and, and yeah, it's... He's got two two points. Yeah. Yeah. Corey Perry has three points. Yeah, that's it's three not, games. Yeah, that's not good. Joe Joe Pavelski minus one. Ten games, two points. Not good. Yeah. Um, and a forty-four percent face-off percentage. Mm. Dude, um, we'll see. We'll see. I think especially if the team is is sort of middling around five hundred or lower. Uh, I don't think he's just going to ride it out. I think he's going to make some changes, but yeah. way too early and a big road trip here, dude. I mean, five 
five games, uh, some of them extra sticky. Uh, Montreal playing well. We know Buffalo's playing well. Toronto's a scary place to go to. Uh, Ottawa, and then finishing off with Boston. Ottawa's still pretty bad. Uh, true. Yeah. Um, Terrible, actually. This is uh, tricky to navigate, especially when you're not at the height of your powers, dude. Um, I think Ottawa's only win came against the Lightning, by the way, which is pretty funny. Yeah. Lightning not leading their division. They're in the middle, only nine points behind the Canadians, the Leafs, the Bruins, and the Sabres at this point. But sure. I don't think anybody honestly believes it's going to stay that way. No. Dude, another... Uh, so, yeah. So, we have Boston, Montreal, Toronto, Ottawa, and Boston uh, will be... Let's see. So we have Ottawa next Sunday. So we'll have to come up with a schedule when we're going to, maybe we'll try and, and record after that game. Sure. Uh, but dude, another, another name uh, peripherally in the NHL uh, that I saw signed today. I don't know if you saw, but Brian Boyle signed with, with the Florida Panthers. So he is off the market. Um, I know that's a guy that we liked. I'm, there was nothing that ever indicated that the Sharks were, at all interested in Brian Boyle's services, which at least to me is a little bit too bad, but I understand maybe that's just not the kind of player they're looking for. And they want to get some of these guys like, you know, Patrick Marlowe and his 36% Corsi percentage to <laughs> plug in there. Um, not that I'm, I'm bagging on Patrick Marlowe because certainly he seemed to spark something in the team that really had sort of no energy at the time. And, and I hope that uh, he can pick it up a little bit because those kinds of possession statistics aren't going to keep him around very long. Um, it's it's not looking so good for Patrick Marlowe, but again, early he's a, and remember he had he's only no been in a camp. Games. He had no yeah. camp. I not really, but I mean, I, clearly, I was on record yeah. as you know, yeah. and made me look the fool last week where I said this is not the answer, and those Corsi numbers certainly are are backing me up. Right, you know, although he had a great coming out party, you know, the the results since then haven't been great. Um, but you know, the the Sharks. It's better. This is this is brutal. This is a brutal road trip that just makes me feel like knowing this team, they're gonna play great. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. like just when when they had a, a doable beginning start of the year, and they kind of flopped, and now they're entering a brutal stretch, and they'll probably sweep it. Right. You know. Yeah. Like that's just how it is. So, uh, I'm hopeful. I hope the Sharks can can play well i hope they play angry in buffalo and that they say you know what this not okay and we're gonna shove it down your throat i think pull their schedule back up again dude i don't think they have any back-to-backs um if oh they have one. Ooh, that's brutal montreal and montreal toronto. and toronto back-to-back so uh that's a tough one uh so that means they'll be playing three games in four nights and four games in six nights that's a lot uh so it's important for them to get some of these wins early. I mean, no John Tavares in Toronto. That helps a little bit. Yeah. But uh, you got to figure uh, Dell will probably draw in one of those two games. He's got to play better too. Yeah. He's got to be on thin ice, you know, in terms of how much longer they're going to let him be mediocre yeah. to bad. That's you know right. what I mean? Like they, they, I don't know if they'll have that much more tolerance with that. They certainly haven't with the young rookie forwards. They've been sending them down and yep. they're trying new guys. So Noah Gregor, good luck in your two minutes of ice time yeah. uh, on the road trip. And hopefully you could show something that will get you a little bit more playing time, bud. Yeah, I hope so. It's a 
been a bit of a a rotating cast of characters. I don't think that's going to stop anytime soon. Well, hopefully someone can establish themselves like Ferraro has and say, I, I'm, I'm earning a place in the lineup and you, you can't take me out. Right, right. All right, dude. I think that's it for this week. Any other thoughts on the league or anything? No, oh. dude, no. Um, you know, uh, Edmonton's still doing great. I'm trying to figure out what it is that they're doing great at, but uh, other than James Neal scoring, it looks like the, the same. I guess they're just not giving up so many goals. Is that what this is? Sure. I mean, yeah. they're scoring in, in crazy bunches. I mean, they're scoring a lot. Well, no, Vegas has more goals. Well, than I mean, it, it, let's see what they're like at 30 games. Yeah. You know, um, I thought they'd improve under Tippett. Um, they're definitely not the cream of the Pacific. And, um, you know, Ralph Kruger has injected new life into his team. Same as uh, Tippett. And um, can they ride this out over... A longer stretch of time we'll see i'm skeptical all right dude i'm looking forward to the sharks getting some revenge against buffalo let's in buffalo it. on tuesday let's do it let's do it dude. let's do it go sharks go sharks hate the show want to get your questions on the air email questions at dudes on dudes on hockey is not affiliated with the Sharks organization or the national hockey league